And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. That's right. This is the Consumer Quarterback Show with Brandon Rhymes. Brandon is out today. My name is James DeGerome. I produce the Consumer Quarterback Show. Been with Brandon for a couple of years now. The Consumer Quarterback Show has been around for about eight years. If you're just discovering us on AM860 at 4 p.m., we want to welcome you in. Thank you so much for tuning in. We want to encourage you to check out the TV side of the show. You know, the television the television side is available on the YouTube channel, of course, by searching Consumer Quarterback Show. We also make it available to all smart TV owners. If you have a smart TV, you can search Binge TV Networks to find the Consumer Quarterback Show on any smart TV or device. And of course, we do the Sunday replay on 1025 FM, The Bone. So we have a, we, uh, Brandon's done a great job of putting the show out there, trying to make it available to everyone because we feel there's great value in the Consumer Quarterback Show. We are a consumer advocate for you. We're bringing together uh, information and folks on our air that will make you uh, empower you in the marketplace. We want your dollar to go as far as it can. And to that end, we've established a great network of folks that come on the show and share their expert opinions with us, in addition to some of the sponsors that Brandon has collected for the Consumer Quarterback Show. The sponsor for this particular segment is Veteran Gutters. You know, Brandon Porter is a veteran himself. He owns Veteran Gutters. With all the rain we get here in Florida, uh, it's a good idea to make sure your home has gutters. You know, that that, that water coming off your roof is not just going to hurt your landscaping. It's going to get into your foundation. So if you want to get that water pushed away as far as you can from your foundation, get in touch with Brandon Porter at Veteran Gutters. Again, it's a local business. We always want you to support local business and support our, our military vets as well. So you can do both with Brandon Porter at Veteran Gutters. Get in touch with him. And of course, Brandon Rhymes owns Platinum MVP Realty. Here he's a Keller Williams agent in Tampa. He's got properties for sale all the time, even in this time of real estate scarcity. My Johnny, our producer on the TV side, is going to throw a property up here in Clearwater. If you're looking to get into the Clearwater area, at 1200 Gulf Boulevard, he's got a unit for you. Gorgeous beachfront penthouse, nearly 4,000 square feet, three bedrooms with an office and a den, Gulfside balconies, 1,100 square feet parking space and storage. Again, if you're looking to get into Clearwater, 1200 Gulf Boulevard, beautiful building, great opportunity for you from the Platinum MVP team. Again, here's one in Tampa on West Shore, 202 South West Shore. If you're looking to build your dream home, Brandon's got land available for you right in Tampa. Build your own dream home, corner lot, uh, Grady Coleman Plant School District, close to downtown in Hyde Park. Again, 202 Southwest Shore Boulevard, a chance for you to build your own dream home right there in Tampa. So get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team. He's a Keller Williams agent. And as he says, don't leave money on the table. I told you all about the Consumer Quarterback Show, how we are an advocate for you. We do our best to bring experts on the show that can kind of give you some information. And we got a really special show for you today. Former St. Pete Mayor Rick Baker is right here in our Salem Media Group studios. We've got a ton of questions for him about uh, politics, local politics, and also what he's been up to because we haven't seen him in a little while. But maybe you just enjoyed the St. Pete Grand Prix. And, of course, Rick Baker is the person who is responsible for bringing that to our area. Rick, thanks so much for coming in today. James, it's great to be here with you. Now, I hit a lot of things right there in the introduction. You tell me, uh, the Grand Prix... Where'd you come up with that? Well, you know, the St. Pete had had some smaller races years ago in the '80s and, and such, and that was that was fun. But I'm I'm from Indianapolis, and, oh. and when you when you live in Indianapolis for more than a year, there's a requirement that you have to become a passionate <laughs> IndyCar fan, and I am. I I used my first time trial. I think I went to when I was six years old. My first race when I was about eight, and so I I, I have followed every Indy 500 since then. And when I became mayor, we put a team together with a specific purpose to try to be 
the top level uh, open wheel uh, race into downtown St. Pete. I don't know if you folks have been up close to one of these cars, but it is it is exhilarating the the rev of the engine, the feel that you get when they go by. It it'll shake you. It is unbelievable. You know, when I was a little boy, I could I could hear the Indy 500 cars from my front yard. Wow. And and uh, I brought the we brought the race for the first time the the uh, IRL race in 2005, and my children grew up hearing the racers from their front yard as well. <laughs> So it's fun. I uh, th- th- there is something about the roar of those engines. Yeah, and the the track is so unique in St. Pete. It has such a great look on television. How did you kind of come up with the scheme? Actually, a fellow named Chris Pook, who who uh, was doing the Long Beach Grand Prix. I think actually designed the, the track for the Long Beach Grand Prix. When we first started to put a, a race together downtown, he came in and he designed that track, and then okay. he came to me and asked me if I would if if I would go along with it. And it was pretty. A little bit, a little bit tough because it, it, you have to close one runway of the airport and uh, downtown airport oh, in order that. to run. Yeah, the straightaway, uh, the straightaway of the track is the east-west runway of Albert Wooded Airport, okay. and so you got to get the FAA and of course the pilots have something yeah. to say about all that. So we, we uh, he came to me and he wanted to do that. <clears throat> and I essentially said, well. Uh, first, I want the name of the race to be St. Pete Grand Prix. If you go, if you go with that, I'll go with your circuit, and uh, nice. so we, we put a deal together. That's how you use your political clout to leverage. That's exactly right. The, that's that's exactly right. right. And it wound up being a perfect. The, the, the drivers will tell you the the, Indi, the IndyCar drivers that they think that this is the best street race in the in the mm-hmm. world because you have uh, the, what, the the trouble with street races is sometimes it's hard to pass because there are so many turns and yeah. not good places to pass. But we have the the long dog leg right along the waterfront uh, mm-hmm. when you're coming down yeah. to the south. And then we have the straightaway. You could probably go four, five abreast on that straightaway because it's an airport runway. So they feel there's a lot of opportunities for passing on the track, and, and the, the drivers love it. And it's a great, great experience. Now, just an aside, as a kid, I remember seeing the Indy race in Indianapolis and th- seeing the milk and wondering, what's the connection with the, them drinking the milk? Well, that was the dairy industry in, uh-huh. in, in Indianapolis that helped sponsor that. And so that uh-huh. became the tradition. The first race... I tried to get the uh, orange juice industry yeah. to try to sponsor that <laughs> and have go. the driver drink the orange juice. Yeah. You know, at the Indy 500, you go to the winner's circle, you drink the milk, right? Yep. Well, I, the, I, the first race, we tried that with orange juice and thought, okay, well, maybe the orange juice industry will come in as mm-hmm. a sponsor and, and support this race, and then we'll, we'll drink orange juice at the end of it. They, they never bought, so it didn't work out that way. Wow. Well, you can see how you have to be uh, very alert and take advantage of all the opportunities when you're in a political position. Rick, when you look at uh, politics during your time as mayor of St. Pete, the different things you dealt with, what are some of the con- constituencies that you had to build or some of the some of the ways you had to reach out and work with folks? There are a lot. We, we, first, we were trying to build a downtown. <clears throat> you might remember downtown St. Pete was, was pretty sleepy for yeah, a, for, for a long, long for time. Now. And we had, we, had, we, had, we, had, we brought the Dali into downtown. We brought the Shahuli in. We brought the Grand Prix. Brought the uh, Saturday morning market. Beach Drive. Built Beach Drive as a... As a uh, all that stuff and all the rest of it brought Duke Power downtown. All that was very, very hard. You had to do one deal at a time to, to try to put it together. And I think probably, I would say 2006, 2007 was the tipping point when downtown became self-propelling. And, and you know what it is today. But but beyond downtown, there's a lot in the city. We have the Midtown community, the Midtown area, I probably which is the, 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 the most economically depressed part of the 
city, I probably put more of my time into that area, into the projects in that area, than downtown because that needed a lot of effort as well. We had school programs to try to get our public schools. So there's it's it's a it's a multi level chess game and, and and a complex thing to put together. But, but we, even, we had a great run. Even when you're developing all that stuff, you're still dealing with population density growth. So new people are moving in. They need a place to go to school. They need a place to work. Hospitals, infrastructure, all that has to be available. And you you have all that issues, and you have you're still providing water to everybody, yeah. a sewer system to everybody. You're trying to provide parks and recreation and yeah. and uh, sanity. You got to pick up the trash uh, every week. So so all that's going on while you're trying to build all the new as well. And there and there's a lot of pressures coming from a lot of different directions. You're trying to keep. I was one that kept. I reduced tax rates by twenty percent when I was mayor, and and so you're trying to do all that at the same time. It's, well, it's, I, just, uh, I just think the challenge of doing that without working with other folks, you've got to get involved. You've you got to work together. Yeah. Absolutely, got to work together. Unfortunately, we've we've arrived at a place now where there seems to be so much partisanship, yeah. and and I think partisanship has no business in cities. Uh, you don't. There's there's I can't remember who it was, but there's no Republican or Democrat way to pick up trash or to right. deliver the deliver the water every day, or, or really to build the city or to help the community. There really isn't. And, and in fact, our charter prohibits uh, you from running from office as a partisan or to use partisanship in it. But unfortunately, there's no penalty for it, so people do it anyways. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a shame, it, it, but it shouldn't be that way. And we experienced tons of growth while you were mayor, and we're continuing that growth at this point. Uh, at some point, you know, you've got to kind of figure out where folks are going to be and how to how to structure the whole whole infrastructure portion that we talked about, fire, police, uh, growing those as well. What are some of the challenges you see forecasting? Again, we talk about incredible growth. What do you, what do you see on the horizon? Well, it's no secret that a Affordable housing has become a major, major yeah. issue for folks, and 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 it's it's it, and it's all market based because the market pressures are. First of all, we have a beautiful state. We have no income tax. Right. We have no inheritance tax. And so we draw a lot of people from the north. And then and then, in my opinion, some of the northern states and the western states have been managed very poorly. Mm-hmm. And so people kind of getting sick of that. And so they're leaving and they're coming to Florida in droves right now, right. droves. And so that that puts pressure. On the real estate is here. You know, in the opening, you were talking about how uh, it's it's hard to find real estate mm-hmm. right now because of the pressure on real estate. It's an absolute fact. It seems like you put your house on the market at nine o'clock in the morning. You yeah. have, by three afternoon, you have three bids on You're it. Right. And it and and that supply is social. And what that does, of course, is drive the prices up. Well, if you are somebody that's that's either on a fixed income as a retiree or your or your uh, not or your your lower income or middle income even, it, it gets hard to find. Real estate, mm-hmm. and and so people wind up they they either have to leave to another place, or they have to search, or they're just they're just out of luck. So it's I think we really have to focus on that. There's some some good companies. I've been working with some that over in Central Florida. I'm doing some work over in Winter Haven now. So you try to find companies that can come and provide affordable housing programs, but it's a tough issue. It's going to continue to be a tough. I issue. I could see that, Rick, because at the same time you want to promote business and give everyone the opportunity to, to get as much as they can. So these guys want to build subdivisions, really upscale housing and, and everything wants to price up but you're leaving people out when you, you do, do that. leave people out you know it's it's hard for somebody uh, even in uh, middle income level to to live in downtown St. Pete let's mm-hmm. face it because of the the cost of, of living the, whether it's buying a condo or or rental and in the in some of the areas around downtown some of the uh, especially to the south there's been people are starting to get pushed out because mm-hmm. of gentr- gentrification right, because right. Uh, developers come in they they buy houses they renovate them they charge more and 
other people come into the community and the people that have been there for years and years and displaced. years are being displaced now. And that's that's a tough issue. And, and we need to always be focusing on looking for ways to, to address Before we that. go to the break, I want to ask you, we're going to get into all the things you're doing now, but I just want to look back at the, the stadium and the, and the deal with the Rays and the, and the city's trying to get together and, and a plan with uh, for the stadium, or at least the stadium as it stands now. What do you see the redevelopment of that? I mean, what where are we going to go with this thing? Well, there's about 86 acres out there. I think it's probably the, some of the most valuable 86 acres in the yeah, country right man. now. So, so it's really the city's, I think, in the catbird seat because uh, what 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 do you want to do with that, right? But the Rays have another six years or so left mm. on their lease. I frankly think it's premature for us to be trying to trying to figure out what to do with it before the Rays. First of all, the Rays aren't even, sounds like they're not even part of the discussion. Right, right. And that doesn't make any sense to me. And, and so we should, A, they should be part of the discussion, B, but I think it should be deferred a year to a uh, period because we're not that, we're not, we're not at the end of their, their, Have they their signed a 30 yet. year? Is that right? When they first they came signed to town? 20, a 30 year lease at, I believe, I believe it's 2027 when it, when it's done. So, so they still have some years left on that lease and time to negotiate, work through it. So, I don't know. I, I don't quite understand why there is such a great pressure right now mm-hmm. to try to do something, you know, before the current mayor leaves office. That doesn't that makes make perfect sense. sense to me. All right, we're going to take a break now. When we come back, we got more with Rick Baker. I want to ask him what he's up to now. He's got some things going in Winter Haven that we're going to talk about. And I've got a feel good story for you. You know, Brandon wants to make sure I inject a little positivity every day. We got a story about a, a postal carrier who stepped up and did something that I think all of us need to be aware of, of, of what we can do. And this is one of those feel good stories you, you don't want to miss. So come on back, check us out. We got Rick Baker in studio and a feel-good story, and lots more coming on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, and you're here with Consumer Quarterback Show. And I say, Brandon Rhymes, knock out your competition. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372, online at ConsumerQB.com. My friends, when choosing a listing agent to sell your home, their track record is critically important. Dennis Prager here for Brandon and Lindsey Rhymes, owners of Platinum MVP Team at Keller Williams Real Estate. They're consistently rated by the MLS in the top 1% of all Tampa Bay realtors, and that's a big deal. Brandon and Lindsey are always among the top realtors in the state. Call them today at 813-750-0550. Find them at PlatinumMVPTeam.KW.com. Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rhymes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. My name is James DeJerome, and I produce the Consumer Quarterback Show for Brandon Rhymes. The Consumer Quarterback Show is a team, a group of like-minded professionals who partner together to provide our audience sound advice, knowledge, and information to make them wiser consumers. We work with all types of business owners and aggressively promote our local economy. We're currently conducting interviews for our expert contributors. If you own a business or know someone who would benefit from the exposure our show provides, please contact us at 813-750-0550 or online at consumerqb.com.
You're listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. That's right. Give Brandon a call. You can find any of the properties you hear pitched on the Consumer Quarterback Show, as well as getting in touch with our expert contributors and some of our great sponsors. The sponsor for this segment is Discovery Golf Cars. You know, everyone is getting a golf cart. (laughs) It's not just for golfers anymore. I see kids pulling each other on skateboards all day long behind these things. Everyone's got one. So get down to Discovery Golf Cars. They've got ones for business, recreation, lots of makes and models, Star, Easy, uh, Cushman. They sell new and pre-owned. You can rent them or buy them. They offer financing and mobile repair. They have two locations in Tampa and Clearwater, or you can check them out online, discoverygolfcars.com. All right, and of course, we talked earlier about real estate, and Brandon is a professional realtor here, uh, owner of the Platinum MVP team. So we've got a couple of properties to talk to you about. Johnny's going to throw one up here in Clearwater. If you want to get into Clearwater, we've got a commercial opportunity. It looks like a hot corner location at 1780 Clearwater Largo Road, about 2,300 square feet, 5,293 feet on that lot. And it's got two, two, uh, it's got a, about 40 to 50,000 cars a day going by there with 12 parking spots. A great commercial opportunity. Get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team. Again, if you want to get into Clearwater, he's got an office spot for you. What else you got for me, Johnny? All right, here's some in Plant City. 6513 South County Road, five acres, buildable, zoned for two homes or a home in a large building, backs up to a creek. Natural Springs are located on the property. Are you kidding me? 6513 South County Line Road in Plant City. Have your own spring. Wow, look at that spot. Really sweet spot there. So get in touch with Brandon. Again, he's got land, commercial, or residential opportunities at the Platinum MVP team. And any of the properties, again, that you hear pitched on the show are available at ConsumerQB.com. Get in touch with Brandon. So before the break, we were talking to Rick Baker, and Rick had all telling us all about different ideas about what he had done in politics and what he feels is the future. I want to know what you're doing right now, Rick. What are you up to right now? Well, I'm in a, in a few different businesses. I'm, I'm in the autonomous vehicle business, which I'm having a blast with. It's a low-speed shuttle business, but also doing some transport trucking and stuff like that. Now, and hold the, on. Have you been in one of these without a driver? I have, sure. And no sweat? No, you're fine with it? No, no, no. Well, the one that the, the the vehicle that we have it goes no more than twenty miles an hour. It's okay. for like downtowns, college campuses, and stuff like that. Gotcha. So that's that's that, that's fine, and I, and I really don't worry. But if you think about it, if you fly to Europe, that's that's essentially an autonomous yeah, I, vehicle. You're right. A lot of <laughs> times really the pilots is. are just sitting there. Well, for the most part, they're sitting there. Yeah. So it's it's uh, I, I think it's it's absolutely the future, though. Let's face it, that's that's where it's going. But what I'm really enjoying is I'm doing some development in some different cities, some apartment development, such Fort Myers. I'm doing a little bit. Plant City. Uh, Plant City is a great town. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing a lot in Winter Haven. Winter Haven uh, is, of course, uh, in Polk County. And it's uh, the, the, there's a group that owns a sizable portion. They're called 610. They own a sizable portion of downtown Winter Haven. And they brought me in as a consultant a couple years ago to work on a plan, a strategic plan, to redevelop their downtown. And they look at kind of what we did in St. Pete, right. you know, when I was in office, and how we were able to bring that forward as a, as a really vibrant downtown. Well, we're doing the same thing in Winter Haven. We're looking at apartment development, we're looking at hotel development, putting a central cafe district in, we're bringing a farmer's market into it, a lot of cool stuff. They already have probably 25, 30 restaurants in downtown okay. Winter Haven, so it's, 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 it's a really cool town. Now, Rick, as you compare the two, Winter Haven to St. Pete, the difference in terms of the real estate values or the, the population or that kind of thing, how, how, does it, how does it fit together? What can you copy? Well, uh, obviously, St. Pete's a much larger city, a lot 
more resources and things like that. But there's some basics uh, that, that you can when you're trying to do a plan to re- bring the downtown. One is you need to have people live in downtown. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did in St. Pete. You remember all Beach Drive, we brought in most of those, you know, 400 Beach Drive, Park Shore, uh, all those, all the Ovation, all those condos, but also the apartments that followed and everything else. You have to have people live in downtown. Okay. That's how they get involved in the downtown. But you have to have places for people to go, like Beach Drive. We built Beach Drive. So we're doing a cafe district in Winter Haven as well. So okay. so those kind of uh, a farmer's market. Farmer's market is, is cool. Yeah. I mean, it really one of the catalysts for downtown St. Pete. Well, we've got now a farmer's market. We just started in Winter Haven as well every Saturday morning. So you, the, the idea, it's a bigger scale in St. Pete, of course. Right. But, but in Winter Haven, I, I really think we're going to prove that a smaller city can have a very cool, vibrant downtown as well. And I think that's where we're going to Winter Haven. So very cool. I think I like the idea of city planning. I don't know. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned trying to think years ahead in terms of having the infrastructure ready for folks when they're ready to develop. Winter Haven, what's the relationship to Orlando in terms of the distance? And, and do you think it's going to pull people out? So so Winter Haven is, uh, you know, Lakeland is right next to Winter Haven. So it's, Winter Haven is kind of the eastern part of Polk County. Lakeland's kind of the western part of Polk County. So it's probably, I, I'm going to guess, about half an hour from uh, to the west of Orlando, but I don't think you, you don't necessarily need to pe- pull people out. You, there are 17,000 people, net new people coming to Polk County to live every year. Really? Yeah, 17,000. Polk County is a giant county. It's one of the fastest growing counties in the country. It's it's really going crazy. Polk, and that's Winter Haven and Lakeland. Mm-hmm. And and so you really just have to steer those folks. You know, right. if you're trying to get some of those downtown to live in a downtown urban atmosphere, you just have to steer them into the downtown as they're coming. And I think the fact that the the regions, the St. Pete, Tampa area, and the Orlando area are kind of growing together, and Polk County is where they're growing yeah. together. So I think it's I think it's going to continue to grow, well, and it's a beautiful place, by the way. I was going to say, it'd be a great stop for a high speed rail. Well, <laughs> but Winter Haven has got like sixty lakes in the city. They, they have yeah. a, they have something called the Chain of Lakes, where they have twenty lakes that are tied together by canals. So you're getting on your jet ski or yeah. your boat, and you can you can go to twenty lakes without ever getting out of your boat. It's That's really awesome. Beautiful place, beautiful place. Now, Rick, with all your experience in politics, have you been approached as a consultant to try to get people's campaigns tightened up, or have they approached you about helping? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm really approached all the time to do that. I don't I don't do it as a paid position because I don't I don't need to do that, and I don't really want to do that. Mm-hmm. But I have when people that I know that I have a lot of confidence in are running, and I I don't hesitate to support them and get involved in it. And and uh, I so I am approached by that. I probably approached more than that for people that want me to run for something. So, and and I never give that up as an idea, but that's that's possible too. And what, what do you feel that the qualities you look for? What are the qualities that make a good local politician? Well, I like to find somebody that's already been involved in the community in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, let's talk about city politics, right. if if they've if they've just done nothing but politics their whole life and all they ever do want is run for office and that's it, then to me that's probably more about ego than it is about helping mm-hmm. the community. But if they've been involved in the chamber and the business community, or if they've also been involved in Charities, you know, nonprofits and stuff like that, and they've been trying to build the community before they ever run for office. I, I have much more respect for that because, to me, 
that that they're not somebody that cares about the community. Right. It's from their heart, and they just want to extend that to get in the political office, as opposed to the folks that they just start when you know they're twenty years old and they start running for office. And and to me, that's more about ego than anything else. Well, that makes perfect sense. We got the last few minutes here, Rick. I want to see you're an author. Any any new books coming out or anything people can look for? How do they get in touch with you and your message? Well, my my last book. I'm a history buff, so okay. my, my last book uh, was called Beyond the Sunshine, and it's on the history of Florida, hmm. and it's a 300 page book with about 500 pictures in it. So it's a timeline history. Very easy to read. It goes from 10,000 BC till about two years ago. Right. So it's a, I, I tell folks, if you want to know a complete history of the state of Florida um, with, with in, and do it in a weekend, you can have a nice weekend read and you can, you can really come away with it knowing the history of Florida. So I, that, that's my last one. I've got a couple other ones up my sleeve, but I'm not ready to, to go on those yet. No. Okay. Okay. So Rick Baker, former St. Pete mayor, has been in our Salem Media Group studios. He's had great information for you. I want to thank Rick for coming in. I want to also encourage everyone to come on back. we got Milia Thanis, and she's a local attorney here in the Bay Area. She does great stuff for us in terms of bringing information for us. And, of course, this feel-good story about this postal carrier jumped into action when he saw somebody else that needed his help. So I want to encourage everybody out there to stay tuned for that. Rick, I got this is our final uh, 30 seconds here. Just tell us a little bit about what your hopes are for St. Peter, what you've seen the growth. I kind of I love to hear your message because you just kind of watched it grow up. Yeah, I, I think I want St. Pete to be a city for everybody. You know, I think a lot of young people come into the city, and that's great. Uh, but we should be able to have a city, whether no, no matter who you are, what political area you're that's from, right. what you believe, whatever. It should be a city that's welcoming to everybody in the community. That is the kind of message that we love here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Brandon would be very happy with that. Rick, thanks so much for coming in, and thanks so much for being the mayor of St. Pete when you were. And keep uh, keep your eye on us and make sure we're doing the right thing as we go forward, will you? Thank you, James. It's been a blast to be here. Appreciate it. All right, don't go anywhere. As I mentioned, we got a feel-good story for you. But coming up, Millie Athanason. She's our legal expert in the family law space, and she's got plenty of stuff for you. Don't go anywhere. This is the Consumer Quarterback Show. This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group. And you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show, hosted by my friend Brandon Rice. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. listening to the consumer quarterback brandon rhymes cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in tampa bay online at consumerqb.com consumerqb.com a great resource for you to find all our experts all our uh real estate properties that you hear pitched on the show, as well as the sponsors for the Consumer Quarterback Show. The sponsor for this segment is Replenish IV Solutions. What a very cool business model. You know, with all this talk about immune immunity boosting and all that, you want to definitely have uh, Replenish IV Solutions in your speed dial. If you want to feel energized, uh, hydrated, replenished, this is the way to do it. They have safe and effective ways to restore your body's systems with crucial vitamins and nutrients. They're going to provide them with an IV drip directly into your system. So you're going to perform at optimal conditions. They have multiple Bay Area locations. 
organizations, or they will come directly to you. So this is a great business model. Steve and Lisa Gunn, longtime friends of the program. Check them out. They have lots of five-star reviews at replenish, replenishivsolutions.com. All right, and of course, we look at a couple of properties each segment, and we've got two this segment, just like we always do. Even in this time of real estate scarcity, we're going to find some real estate opportunities for you. Brandon and the Platinum MVP team have gone out of their way to have something for you. Here, what are you going to throw up for me, Johnny? One in Plant City. Here's a, here's a 1,900-square-foot commercial opportunity at 5402 West 92nd Highway in Plant City. Turnkey establishment. It's already a profitable bar. A four-COP beverage license. It's centrally located. If you want to open a saloon, if you fancy yourself a bar owner or always wanted to be, 5402 West 92nd Highway in Plant City. A great commercial opportunity from Brandon and the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams. Okay, so we have Milia Thanison, our legal expert, and she does all, all kinds of law for us. Usually she talks family law, but she's got some great information today for auto automobile owners and drivers in our state because we got some different things coming down the road, or we may. Is that right, Millie? That is correct. Right now that what's pending is House. Uh, Bill 719 and Senate Bill 54, which is going to be up for vote this week, which is going to be what we call tort reform in the state of Florida. Mm. So back in the 1970s, we became what's called a no-fault or a PIP state. And by that, we mean that regardless of whose fault the accident is, you must go through your own insurance company initially because they're required to pay the first $10,000 of your medical bills and lost wages and such or funeral expenses, depending on what happened. Millie, Um, is that unusual? Is it odd that our state is that way or are most states that way? Do you know? No. (laughs) In fact, it's very odd. We're only one of two states that still require that you have to do that first. Hmm. Other states still have PIP coverage, but they also require bodily injury. So Florida is kind of unique in that stance. And, And see, under that law, if you're a PIP state, the only time that you can sue the person that caused the accident is is if you sustained what's called a permanent injury. If it's not a permanent injury, then you're limited to that $10,000 that is in your PIP coverage. Mm. Well, what the bill that or the two bills that are on the floor propose is that we, we do away with mandating PIP and that we make it bodily injury required. So in other words, you would have to have bodily injury liability limits of $25,000 per person, $50,000 per occurrence. So that would mean if I hit you, let's just say, you can come after me without using your PIP, mm-hmm. and and I would have to have at least $25,000 in my coverage to cover your injuries, medical expenses, etc. And if there were two people in your car, then it would be 50000 So previously bodily injury coverage was available in Florida, but it was not mandated. In most all other states, it is mandated. I see. So this would be a significant change to our insurance laws if it goes through. And and I should add that this debate over whether to be a PIP state or a tort state um, has gone on for, for since the 1970s when it was first enacted. Oh, I see. Um, however, I think it has it has a chance of actually passing perhaps with some modifications. If not this year, then perhaps within the next year or so. But the proposed bills on the floor would go into effect 
on January 1st of 2022 if they're enacted into law. Is this, so, uh, just let me interrupt briefly, Millie, is this a way you think for the insurance carriers to, to uh, try to mitigate against loss or who's proposing this or who do you think the end game here? Uh, well, the insurance companies have lobbied for this reform for, for decades. Okay. Um, it's always been the plaintiff's bar that has kind of opposed it. But now there are certain members of the plaintiff's bar that are in favor of it. So uh, it, it's not having the same level of opposition hmm. that it had in prior years. And I think the reason for that is, in part, is because so many other states have done away with, with, with becoming a PIP state. Now, there are, as I said, there are several states that still have PIP and, and some that even require it, but they also require bodily injury liability right. coverage. So this would require the bodily injury coverage. Now, in, in Florida, you got to keep in mind, we have a lot of transient drivers. Sure. So there could be many people that are coming through the state that don't have insurance. So certainly, um, you know, that's an issue. Oh, and know, that's Millie, why, oh, when you brought yeah. that up, I didn't even consider what I thought when you said out of state drivers. I thought, well, yeah, there's always people on the road that drive crazy because they're from. But really what you're saying is they don't have to. They're not obligated to, to follow our legal uh, our, our insurance laws in the state of Florida. Well, there uh, they usually what happens is if you're from another state and you drive into another state, the the insurance policy will conform to meet the minimum requirements of the law in that okay. state. But if you're going to become a resident of that state, then you must re-register your vehicle mm-hmm. and so forth and get a Florida policy. That's right. So, but as I said, you know, with the tourist industry, you get a lot of people driving from all other states mm-hmm. coming in here. But if they don't have auto insurance, then then it becomes an issue. And I, yeah. I think that's where the, the notion of uninsured motorist coverage or underinsured motorist coverage becomes so vital. Yeah. Now, in, in the state of Florida, currently, if you purchase bodily injury liability coverage, they have to offer you uninsured motorist coverage at the same level that you purchase the B, the bodily injury or BI coverage in. If you want to purchase less amount of coverage of the UM, you have to sign a selection form that says, I want lower limits. But I certainly don't recommend that just simply because you don't know who's going to hit you. Right. And we have a lot of accidents in the state of Florida. I mean, that's why our insurance rates are a lot higher than mm-hmm. many other states. And as you mentioned, your chances are there is a possibility you're going to be struck by someone without coverage. That is correct. It, they estimate in Florida that about 20% of the population is without um, bodily injury liability coverage or without insurance. And, out of, and then 35% of all motorists that even have bodily injury liability coverage don't even have it at the level of the 2550 that that right. we discussed right so i mean that's to me that's like a major red flag you need to purchase mm-hmm. uninsured motorist coverage because even in the levels you just talked about with today's hospital bills and the rates of the medical uh, expenses you're gonna you're gonna cover that in no time Oh, gosh, a visit to an emergency room if they conduct CT scans and, and let's say you broke a bone or whatever, you're, you're going to be looking easy at a $10,000 mm-hmm. bill. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, hospitals are expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, even the PIP limits when you had PIP, because PIP is only at $10,000, a trip to the emergency room can eat up your PIP benefit. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's and, something and, to consider. 
Yeah, indeed. And so, as I said, you know, that's something that you're going to want to keep an eye on. And and as consumers, I mean, I think you should have bodily injury liability coverage regardless Mm -hmm. of, of what the state mandates. But right now, under the current law, the only time that bodily injury is mandated is if you've been convicted of a DUI. Okay. Um, other than that, it's not currently mandated. The only coverages that are mandated in Florida are the personal injury protection or the PIP for $10,000 and then property damage liability for 10000 So, in other words, if you cause damage to someone else's property or government property, you've got the $10,000 in coverage to cover that. Um, other than that, those are the only two types of coverage that are required for you to, to secure your registration. Wow. I imagine over the years of representing victims of car accidents, you've uh, had so many times where you've exceeded the need. Uh, you, you've gone way past the limits on the policy. Oh, a- absolutely. I can't tell you how many times that the coverage is just simply not enough for the injuries that yeah. these people sustain. Because, you know, let's face it, cars right now are driving at higher rates of speed. And anybody that's ever driven on I-4, that's like an <laughs> obstacle course. <laughs> yeah. You don't. I just avoid. You just got to avoid that thing. It is so bad. Oh, it, it really is. And so, you know, with people driving at higher rates of speed, then obviously, if they get into an accident and their car is totaled, you know, of course, they're going to be injured. And keep in mind, cars are built to withstand impact. Humans are not. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have industrial strength bones, and and they don't do and conduct safety tests on humans. That's right. And so, you know, you, you've got to really be careful. And, yes, we can wear seat belts and certain things we can do certainly to to kind of limit our exposure to the to a severity of an accident. But overall, it is it is still very, very dangerous. And then, you know, even pedestrian accidents have gone up. People don't see other people walking. Uh, people are distracted easily yeah. when they're driving. Uh, you, you've just got so many, and I know we've talked on the on the program before about the number of auto accidents in this state. It, it's been on the rise. Yeah, uh, you're not the only one who's mentioned that to me. I've heard that from a few different folks. Yes, because and as our population increases and continues to increase, you're going to continue to see more accidents. And so now, getting back to this bill, a lot of people are trying to say the proponents of the bill are going to are trying to say, well, look, it's going to save. Insured, uh, insured individuals' money because the rates are, are going to go down. I don't know that that's necessarily true. I think it may be true that your rates won't go up if you've already got that coverage mm-hmm. in place. Yeah, but if you didn't have that coverage and you have to add that coverage, your insurance rates are going up by at least 20 to 25%. Yeah, I'm with you, Millie. I don't recall very many uh, businesses that see an opportunity to give you savings <laughs> automatically when you don't expect it. <laughs> So you didn't expect this? Well, here, let's just give you this. No, that's not how it works usually. Yes, exactly. And and so what happens is because the rates go up, then what people will do is try to cut corners on certain types of coverage. So there goes so your uninsured motorist again, just like we talked about. Exactly. People will cut that coverage because they'll say, the agents will say, oh, well, that's going to save you, mm-hmm. you know, about $1,200 a year. And of course, you know, the average family, $1,200 a year, that's a lot of money. Sure. The opportunity to save that kind of money, you jump on that without thinking about what you've done to your policy. 
Absolutely. And, and unfortunately, it's the most needed coverage in this state. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, it is what it is. I think it's just, you know, that the consumer needs to be advised and be aware that that's not a coverage that you want to waive. That's right. Absolutely. Um, All right. Millia Thanison, she's brought some great stuff to, to, for us today on, on, ins- on motorist insurance and the insurance policy changes that are on the floor being voted on this this session. Is that right, Millie? Yes, yes. In fact, I think a vote is expected uh, towards the end of the week. Okay, so we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to visit more with Millie. And, of course, our feel-good story about this mail carrier who jumped in and saved a life, it just shows you what you can do when you're paying attention and you have the training and you're not afraid to jump in there and do something. So this is the Consumer Quarterback Show. We're going to have some more good stuff for you. Millie Thanison coming right back. Don't go anywhere. Thanks for listening to my daddy's show. For more information, go to ConsumerQB.com. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. This is Diane Vance with Fairway Independent Mortgage, a member of the Consumer Quarterback Show. Please give me a call for any of your mortgage needs. We do all sorts of loans. If you would like information on a mortgage, you can text me or call me at 727-647-8199. I will take care of all your mortgage needs. Go to my website at dianevance.com. Ian Beckles here with my man, Brandon Rimes, a.k.a. the Real Estate Quarterback. Brandon, what's happening with the market? Thanks, Ian. We are in a low inventory market, so any of our listeners are homeowners and would like a free comparable market analysis or a 2.5% listing, we will honor this for the first three listeners who call or text in 813-773-1253, free CMA, and a 2.5% real estate listing at 813-773-1253. Check out ConsumerQB.com. Selling commercial or residential property? Don't leave money on the table. List with the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. I'm Brandon Rimes. Reach me at 813-670-7372 or PlatinumMVPTeam.com. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. That's right. Give Brandon a call if you want to find any of the experts you hear on the Consumer Quarterback Show or some of the properties that you hear pitched on the Consumer Quarterback Show. And, of course, our sponsors do such a great job for us. The sponsor for this segment is Brothers Easy Moving. They are the official moving company of the Consumer Quarterback Show. You know, Brothers Easy Moving, local or long distance, these are the guys for you. These guys work hard. They got so many five-star reviews. They moved Brandon himself into his new place. Uh, these guys worked late and did not say a word about it. They were there past eight o'clock at night. So local or long distance, Brothers Easy Moving is the moving company for you. Get in touch with them. Check them out online. Lots of five-star reviews, as I mentioned. Okay, we talked real estate on the show, as we always do. We got a property in this segment, just the same as we have been pitching. Johnny's got one up here in Tampa, right here at 1602 East MLK Junior Boulevard. This is an auto body shop. So it's a reputable auto body repair shop, ready to go. Turnkey operation. 45-year-old business. It's got great location on a busy corner. Uh, Again, easy access to 75 and I-4, 1602 East MLK Jr. Chance for you to get into the commercial game, own your own body shop. Uh, Just like that, you've got a business going. 
1602 East MLK. Get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team, Keller Williams. He's got real estate for you, even this time of scarcity. Okay, we got a feel-good story for you, and I wanted to talk a little bit about this because a lot of us took life-saving in school, or maybe we wanted to be a lifeguard in the summer, and we never used it. We forgot all about it. But I want to encourage you to brush up if you have that skill, and don't be afraid to use it. We have a story here about a mail carrier that jumped in and saved someone's life. A United States Postal Service mail carrier uh, was working in Connecticut. He jumped into action when he saw a Publix Works employee hit the ground. Edward Bomba was helping direct traffic while his crew was fixing a road. On Walnut Street in Seymour, all of a sudden his heart shut down and he was on the ground convulsing. That's when the postal worker, Robert Dillon, saw him, jumped in and started doing chest compressions. And Edward's wife uh, said, people don't survive what he went through, said his Edward's wife, Lisa Bomba. I, he said, I was blue, I was gone, Edward recalled. Edward, who is a grandfather, was on a ventilator for three days, but now he's on the road to recovery. He called Robert to thank him. I, I told him, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. To call him and say thank you is such an understatement because thank you isn't enough. I don't think he realizes what he did. He literally saved my life. And the reason this is so important is, again, a lot of us took life-saving or some form of CPR, and we just haven't used it. It could be anything. And uh, Heimlich maneuver, whatever it is, you have a chance to jump in there and save a life. And and that knowledge is very powerful, just like all the stuff we talk about here on the Consumer Quarterback Show that empowers you. Well, man, if you've got that skill, don't be afraid to use it. You can make a big difference, just as this gentleman who was uh, just carrying the mail decided, I'm going to save a life today. He didn't plan on doing that. He just jumped in and did what he could. And that's what we're encouraging everybody to do with the feel-good story. Okay, a little aside there. Back to Millie. Millie, tell me more about unin- or a motorist, and, and this this is on the floor, currently going to be voted on, PIP versus TORD. I'm not sure I understand those terms that well. Just explain a little bit about what's going on. So, so in a TORD state, what that means is that you have your bodily injury liability coverage is mandated. And the minute that you get into an accident, whose ever fault that accident is, you can immediately file a claim against their insurance company, and they're responsible for your medical expenses associated with the accident beginning at dollar one. Okay. So I get, you know, I hit you, right? My fault. You go to the hospital and incur a $10,000 emergency room bill. You can come after my insurance coverage for that bill. I don't come out of pocket myself at all. Well, right. And you don't. You go after the um, the insurance company for the person that caused the accident. Right. Now, if they don't pay right away, well, obviously the hospital is going to send you a bill and mm-hmm. hound you to pay that bill because it could take several months for the claim to be processed, okay? okay? Now, the difference is with personal injury protection or a PIP state is that the first $10,000 is going to be paid by your own insurance company even though the accident is my fault. So you now go to the same hospital and you have a $10,000 hospital bill. Your insurance company is going to pick that up. And so you're not going to be hounded by them to pay the bill because they're going to, your insurance company is going to pay it right off of the bat. So that's kind of the difference. And now the only reason you can come after my company to, to file a claim is if you suffered a permanent injury. Otherwise, you're limited to that PIP coverage. So that's kind of the difference between being a PIP state in a tort state. Well, I can imagine if you're a victim of a a car accident and you're hospitalized, you've got a lot of issues going on medically. Kind of a tough spot for you to try to start uh, figuring out who to to go after or where to get you. You're dealing with billing at the same time you're trying to recover. 
Oh, yes, that is that is essentially correct. Now, what the difference, another difference with the, the PIP state, keep in mind, is that PIP is what we call a primary coverage because it's mandated. So that means if you went to the emergency room and tried to submit your bill to the health carrier, your health insurance carrier is supposed to deny that bill because your PIP carrier, your auto insurance policy, is supposed to pay the bill. Now, in a tort state, you go to the same hospital, you're not required to submit the bill to your auto insurance carrier. You can go through your health insurance carrier, have them pay it, and then when you do make the claim against my insurance company, well, then you're, you're only going to be uh, charging them, if you will, for the amount that the health insurance carrier paid out on the claim. I see. So it can get okay. a little it can get a little tricky. Now, Millie, tell me as an attorney, when I'm having my accident and I come to you, what are the questions you ask me to find out where I'm sitting or how I'm set up or which way we're going to proceed? Right. So I always, you know, of course, want to know the facts of the accident, what happened. Um, you know, we're looking at liability issues. Who's at fault for the accident? Were you given a ticket? Was the other person given a ticket? How severely damaged is the vehicle? Do we have photos of it? Um, is it being totaled? What are your injuries? What's hurting you? What's bothering you? I mean, obviously, I'm not a doctor, so I can't say, oh, well, goodness, you have this. But having done this work, you know, uh, over 30 years, um, I, I certainly know what it sounds like, right. even though I, I don't, you know, I can't diagnose anybody, but I certainly know what things sound like or, or that they could be. So obviously you're going to go to the doctor and you're going to try to find that out. But my job is just to find out what those injuries are so that I can put the insurance companies involved on notice that there is a pending claim and, and what the situation is. And there, there's and, some time deadlines, uh, right? There's some deadlines that you've got to be aware of. Well, yes, absolutely. Um, you, uh, But I was going to add one more thing. You, also, I also ask people about their prior accidents because insurance companies keep records and they share information back and forth with one another. So if you've had a prior accident, even though a lot of people don't want to tell their attorney about it, I can promise you the insurance company will be throwing it in my face. Right. Okay. Right. So I, I always ask people, please tell me about what's happened in the past so that I can gather those records and use them to help you mm-hmm. and to deflect any argument from the insurance companies as to what injury was caused by what accident. And because the insurance company is always like to say, well, you know, you have a hurt back. Well, goodness gracious, you had an accident five years ago and you hurt your back, too. Oh, so what's new? I see. <laughs> So, um, you know, so, yeah, there's a lot of things that you have to look at. And, I mean, certainly you can recover even though you, you injured the same part of your body five years ago. As long as that condition has been exacerbated mm-hmm. by this accident, you can still make a recovery on that. It makes perfect sense. It really does. So that's why I ask all of these questions, because they I use that information to to help you. As far as the deadlines are concerned, um, right now, under the current law, you have to seek medical treatment within the first 14 days. That's right. And in order to get the full amount of your PIP benefit. Now, if PIP is done away with and you're not required to have it anymore, uh, that may or may not be a situation or a deadline anymore. Right. Well, you can see this is something that you better get in touch with a professional. And luckily for us, Millie Thanison is our professional here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Lots of information for you. Don't get caught with the wrong coverage or in a position where your policy is not giving you the right coverage. Thanks so much today, Millie. 
And I want to thank Brandon for giving me the opportunity to host the Consumer Quarterback Show. It means a lot to me. Don't go away without checking out ConsumerQB.com. It's our website. You can find all our sponsors, our contributors, and all the properties you heard pitched on the Consumer Quarterback Show. I want to thank Brandon and say, check us out online, ConsumerQB.com. You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rhymes at 813-670-7372. 